What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Dr. Love, and we're back for season two. That's right. I know you thought that it might never happen, but guess what? Here it is, season two, episode one. It's a go, and wow, I feel like a lot has happened since the last time we talked. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, things have definitely changed, and if you guys can't tell already... Um, we're, we're using the power of technology, much to our own dismay. You guys know our stances on technology here, but no, no, we think it's a great tool and we're using, um, anchor right now to telecast in because, well, I mean, one, you have a little bit of a life update now, don't you? Well, I mean, you could say that, you know, so while, while we've been, while we've been prepping and you have been desperately waiting, I know since the end of season one and you're frothing oh, when, at the mouth for this yeah, concept. It's, it, you know, yeah. Cause we all know, you know, shout out to our loyal fans who we love, but absolutely. I mean, you know, couldn't do it without you. Also, thanks to anchor our amazing sponsor for allowing this to be possible. But anyway, so since, since the close of, of season one, I have actually moved. I've gone on a little bit of a cross-country move. Um, I'm now based in the southeast, so in the great state of Florida. So, you know, we're uh, we're kind of. I've I've started a new job. You know, I've been moving in, figuring the area out. Uh, so with all that going on and and all that craziness, we just we put a little bit of a hiatus on the on the podcast, but we knew that we would come back to it. And when we came back to it, we wanted to just jump in with some content that was really going to just take what we did in season one, and hopefully raise the bar. Mm-hmm. We are really building off the momentum here. And, and keep in mind that honestly, this move here is actually big for us because I, I like to see this kind of as like a love missions trip. And I mean, really, Dr. Love is just scoping out high, high and low every single area across the nation to bring you the most up-to-date and relevant content. So, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but without, I mean, actually, before we really jump into it, um, there's a couple things that we actually do want to talk about just a little bit while we're working through this. Um, we have some great content I, or plans coming into the pipeline here. We got some, I mean, I don't want to spoil you guys on it. I mean, you guys need to have a little bit of suspense, but pretty soon here, we have some pretty interesting content ideas that maybe we'll have a Dr. Love face reveal. We don't know yet. Uh, I mean, who knows? You know, I can't, I can't be just going around revealing my identity to everybody, but I will say that in terms of content preview, uh, like we teased, uh, some time ago on our Instagram, the versus episodes are going to be taking effect. Uh, we're going to have some specials with interviews of strangers off the street and get their thoughts on a lot of different things. Um, we're, we, what we really want is we want to direct the show into a more interactive space so that you guys have more of an input and more of a voice into what we talk about and what we do. And mm-hmm. I know I've said that before, but really, if you're listening and you don't follow us on social media, Give us a follow on Instagram at Dr. Love Pod and uh, please DM us, communicate with us. We want to hear uh, your scenarios. If you're going through any relationship dra- mm. drama, if you need advice, please send that our way and we'd be happy to help. 
Yeah, we're going to be spending some time, and I'm glad you mentioned that scenarios thing. We're, we're adding a new segment onto the show as a big season two reveal that'll be premiering probably sometime. I don't want to put a date on it, but maybe the next week or two um, called our scenarios um, segment. So pretty much we're going to be taking real world submission, real world scenarios from people of all different walks of life and walking through some pretty precarious, tough situations and how, um, Dr. Love and Coach Crush would handle it. Absolutely. Um, and we are not doctors. We are not, we are not real doctors. We're not trained professionals, but we think that we might have some insight on the situation. Totally. But, um, I think that's pretty much all the housekeeping we got so that's far. That's it. And so now that all the boring stuff is out of the way, let's get down to business and actually kick off this season with a bang. So what are we talking about today, Coach? Oh, man, we were going through some content ideas, and we saw this one that we just it, – it just tickled our hearts. We it really are gonna, We're going to be talking about the pretty much the destruction of modern relationships in our modern-day society. It, it's interesting to see how we have a structure from pretty much um, what I would say maybe like the 1950s on how dating is done, trying to be applied to a world that is so, so different today. Um, so let's just jump right into it, man. I, I've been waiting to say that for so long. Let's just jump right into it. All right, let's do it. So, so yeah, I when we were coming up with this topic, I, I pretty much asked Dr. Love here, um, like how we would want to approach this. And, and we really got a, the ball rolling in a good way. So um, Ben, what, in your words, how would you describe really um, how relationships now have begin or began to really just, um, you know, sort of go down the hole or maybe like just not as ideal as things were in the past. It's so hard today. I mean, we had the um, frustrations of dating in 2022 from last season, and I feel like these problems are just growing and growing every year, right? Totally. And and I was actually in a conversation with someone about this just yesterday. So I think this is a really relevant topic. But what I was explaining is kind of, uh, you know, to our listeners who've been with us a while, I would recommend that you check out our um, episode on the history of dating uh, series that we did in season one pretty early on, because it kind of explains a little bit of the baseline behind this. But to expand on some of the ideas that we did then that we brought up then. So what I was saying is that now uh, the statistic is as of 2019. So this is actually a three-year-old statistic. So it will be higher uh, than this now, but as of 2019, it was found that a third of all relationships started online or via dating app. And keep in mind that when they collected these statistics, they were tracking the period from 2015 to 2019. Uh, so if you look at 2015, 2016, that's when apps like Tinder, Bumble were first starting to really gain traction in the mainstream. Mm. So really that 32% is probably closer to 45 to 50% if you're going right. to track yeah, 2019 to 2022. You know? Oh, absolutely through COVID. But so it's projected that by 2035, 
more than 50% of all relationships will begin online. That, And keep in mind, this factors in older people as well. So already, if we're talking about the 18 to 25 age demographic, the majority already happens online. But it want, like this is, this is considering everybody. So when you put that into perspective, half of all relationships starting online, it creates a number of different challenges that I think are just really unique. Um, Mm -hmm. And the first of these challenges is that when you meet somebody in real life, you're able to kind of, you're able to see them, you're able to get a sense for maybe what they look like, you're able to get a sense for just obvious, obvious cues about them. When you meet somebody online, you know, uh, usually what happens once you meet, quote unquote, is you start talking. And I say this very loosely because <laughs> it's because a lame pickup line. It's that... a lame pickup line. And everybody, every, like when I say talking phase, everybody kind of intrinsically knows what I mean by that. At least younger people. Like if you're listening to this and you're, I don't know, at any age under the age of like 40, you probably know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Because like the talking phase, when you, when you meet somebody, you might spend anywhere from between a couple weeks to maybe even a couple months texting frequently, maybe talking on the phone if you're so bold and, and you <laughs> want to do that. But let's be honest, most people, especially younger people, this is going to be done through things like Snapchat, messages, uh, maybe DMs for a while, depending on how you meet. Like, so. And, and there's there's positives to it, but one of the negatives is that really what would have happened in the in the you know sixties and the seventies and the eighties and in the nineties is in order to get to know somebody, you would have actually had to hang out with them or go on dates. So essentially right. what we've done in modern society is the talking phase has replaced what I like to call the early dating phase. So mm-hmm. all the information you learn about somebody during the talking phase now, where like 30 years ago, you would have had to actually spend time physically with that person in order to gain the same level of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now, that may seem like it's like, oh, well, now we just have an easier way of doing it. And in a way that in a way that's true. In a way, it's like, hey, I can use my phone and talk to somebody and get to know their favorite color and their favorite candy and their favorite ice cream and what their dog's name is. But it's like what you're missing is the chance to actually evaluate that person um, in reality, pick up on certain cues they have, certain habits they have. So what that does is you have the development of feelings and emotional attachment through a phone through a text-based messages. So like if you're flirting over text and you've never actually linked with the person before, you've never actually met up with them, but you've seen their picture and you've been texting. I just think the talking phase has made it very difficult for once people get into dating relationships, all this, all these things that are happening are so new because they've Mm -hmm. spent most of their time talking virtually. Right. Yeah. And I think, that, and that, that is so, so true. And, and I think a good point to mention on top of that is like, it is so hard to be a like, and I'm not saying it's only about personality, but like, I feel like people get disappointed so much when they go through the talking phase, and then 
eventually they're like, oh, we're finally meeting up for the date. And then it's like it was nothing like they were hoping for because the person was completely different than they were over text, you know? And, right. and that's, a, that's a hard thing to do because you can perfectly craft, perfectly make a text or whatever to kind of like, like you can think about it. You can, you can put time and thought into crafting it, but that in and of itself can be, I don't want to say manipulative, but that in and of itself can be ingenuine in some way. And it's hard to truly be a judge of someone's personality and character when you're only basing it through really a mode of communication that in my opinion should only really be something to just convey like some basic information not like a life story you know right and and i think that like we what we're not trying to say is like you know i i think on this show we kind of like you know some people might just accuse us of being like oh well you're just old-fashioned well you just are anti-technology that's actually not true. No. Um, so, I mean, let's be real. I mean, we're recording this podcast using the very technology that we're talking about. So it's like, for one, I think technology enhances our lives in a lot of ways. It makes a lot of things easier. But this is one area where it's actually, I, th- I believe it's damaging to the psychology of a relationship. Because like Coach Crush Mike said, I mean, you're, you're, you're using technology to form an emotional attachment with someone. Whereas I would argue the way that we should be using technology in relationships is as an initial means of like planning or conveying like basic information for the purpose of meeting up or moving from online to reality. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, obviously I don't want to hammer this home too much because we have other things that we want to expand on, but the last thing I'll say in terms of like the talking phase and online and how that's dan- how society using technology to replace early dating with quote talking, mm-hmm. I think it really does couples a disservice moving forward because it's like you go into that first date and it a lot of times, yeah, it does feel like a letdown. You mm-hmm. don't really have to work to figure out information a- a- about someone because they've already told it to you over text. You mm-hmm. know, I can't, I can't count the number of couples that I've heard say things like, well, we got to the first date and we had nothing to talk about because oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like we already talked about pretty much all the things that there were to talk about. And it was just like, Hey, like, how are you? <laughs> like, let's go get some food. And it's like, well, okay. Like you spent, you spent a month in this phase and what's the end result? Yeah. Maybe you got a date, but it's like, Oh, that kind of felt like a letdown, you know? So it's like, where do you go from there? Yeah. And, and I think a factor of that too, and, and I'm not sure if this is really talked about so much, but to kind of go off that point a little bit, I feel like when you are in a talking phase for, let's say you are in a talking phase for a month, I feel like that almost like creates the sense of anticipation for when you actually do meet up. But then it can be even more of a letdown. It's like, oh, we have nothing to talk about. Right. And it's been literally like, oh, well, we've been going at it for a month. And we thought that, oh, you know, this would be the time where we just realize, yeah, this is it. And then it's just it falls flat. And I, I've heard I've heard of stuff like that happen. You know, right. and it's like it just didn't work out. Um, and, you know, part of that is like part of the anticipation. You know, we talk about things like letters that you can write to each other. You know, I mean, that to me can can like 
communication, non, non-visual, non-verbal communication has a place. Uh, but it's the instant gratification of the text, the Snapchat, the DM of getting information instantly sometimes actually can decrease your potential for anticipation in the future. So it's like not saying that you have to be old fashioned and write letters to people, but it's like, it's no surprise to me Mm. that when you have more and more connected people, but it's not actually face to face that you run into these sort of problems. Right. I think at the end of the day to kind of sum up that point and to put a big old bow on top of it, I feel like convenience can end up being a curse. And absolutely. And I think the convenience of just how easy it is to do all that stuff has kind of minimized the value of all of the, you know, aforementioned things you're saying about actually getting to know someone in person and just all that good stuff. But um, I think, you know, we, we can kind of move on past that point now. Let's do it. Um, yep. But another thing we were really talking about was just like the idea of like, honestly, like just how crazy things have gotten with like actually staying in like in relationships and in marriages. It's like, let's talk about it. We talk a lot about dating and we talk a lot about like the early like phase of it. But I think a lot of times it's like, you know, people who are younger in their twenties and even thirties and stuff don't really think about like, they're like, oh, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. But then five years later, they're filing a divorce, you know, and it's like, well, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> it's like um, the rest of your life is a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's like we, we really, we really don't know what, what the world's got ahead of us. And, and we've seen really over the decades, just really a, a rapid incline of divorce rates. I mean, I, I have some statistics pulled up here, but. In the 1930, from 1930, 1939, it was between 16 and 19 percent. In the 40s, it went from 20s to 27%. In the 50s and 60s, it kind of hovered around the same in the 26%. You go to the 70s, though. We're we're hovering in the 40 to 50 percent. And then it just goes up from there. I mean, I think right now we're at like what a 52 or 3 percent divorce rate in the country the average marriage in the u.s lasts 8.2 years wow like just think about that that is that is crazy to me like this is um so when you get on that altar you make a lifetime commitment and average marriage only lasts eight years it's like and, and that's the thing everyone like i cannot say like Everyone who gets up on that altar is in it for the long haul, but most people will go in with the best intentions and be for like, sure. yeah, this for is sure. like, like, this is the rest of my life. But, you know, people, I, you know, there's a lot of distractions nowadays. There's a lot of things to get people's minds off of the other. And, and I think there's like this level of dissatisfaction that can kind of happen after that initial honeymoon phase, you know, where people Absolutely. really start to, um, let's just say notice and pick apart the flaws in other people. And um, they get to a point where it's like, we want perfection, but there's no way the other person could, could be perfect, you know? Cause right. we, we know that like people are like, I mean, we all know people are imperfect and there's no way that we can uphold and maintain a standard of perfection when it's like everyone has something broken inside of them. Right. Right. 
And, and I think too, with that, you know, I, I think something, one of the reasons why we talk about dating and meeting people and kind of interacting in that way is because if you don't do things right in the initial part of meeting someone, like, I'm not saying like everybody needs to be perfect because like, I, I mean, I look at myself and my own failures and I can diagnose like, okay, like this is what went wrong or that's what went wrong. Or it was a combination of a couple of things, but like, one of the reasons why this, why people I believe are getting divorced at such a high rate um, is, is just because like you look at how they met and the way they went about the dating process. And it's just like, did you really take the time to observe the person in like a natural setting, like mm-hmm. outside of going on dates? Did you really sit down and hash out some of these important beliefs that you have that are very personal Mm-hmm. How does this, rep- how does the person respond to criticism? How, have do you they seen get this, angry yeah. a lot? Have you seen this person truly like when it isn't like a time of crisis in their life? Like, have you seen them endure through a hard time? And I think that's an important thing to know. Yeah. And um, it's like, I think just being willing and being able to, to really take a deep dive and act on decision and not emotion i think in the lead up is is critical now also i think you can attribute the incline of of divorce rates as well as the decline in marriage rates so like more people are getting divorced but fewer people are getting married i think that's interesting because it's Mm. like our society if, if you really look at it as a whole what is it about like everything you hear on commercials everything you hear ads and, and whatnot is it's all about you as the individual. i was just gonna say that your truth speak your truth do your thing do what makes you happy mm-hmm. and it's all about you and it's never about others and so this is actually a way that I think, you know, if you if you believe uh, the Bible and you believe in, in Jesus, um, Jesus actually says, you know, like, look, like people are selfish and essentially that this world has its it, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but this world has its priorities and, you know, I have my priorities and the world is not going to look um look necessarily the same uh you know people want to do what they want to do people are stubborn people are rebellious people want to do what they want to do in the short term to make them happy and so it's like honestly when you're living in that society you know it's always been that way you know people we've always been like that but in the modern world i think it's just kind of become more obvious um People want yeah. to stay in control and it's so overwhelming that like people would rather break off a relationship or s- stay single forever so that they can just bolt out of or, or just drop out of any relationship that's like giving them trouble. So like, why would you get married if, you know, if it's uncomfortable, you know, like, let, let me just stay single so that I don't even have to deal with that and I can just focus on me, you know? Yeah. Or let me let me enjoy all the benefits of having someone else without dealing with any of the consequences that come with, you know, being with someone as like a life partner. You know what I right. mean? Like, let me enjoy like a long t- or yeah. Like let me play married with someone, but not actually get married so that we don't have to share our money. And that, so I don't have to be on the hook for their stuff, but like let's live together and do everything that married people would do. 
Yeah, at, at the end of the day, and and I think everyone knows this, but they don't want to admit it. There is no way any healthy relationship can thrive off of selfish action, like purely selfish action. Right. And, and we live in a world that is going more and more towards selfishness, self-glorification, just everything that has to do with me, me-centrism, you know? Yeah. And I mean, we, we can see like in, in, in every single way, like whether it's new relationships, relationships that have been, you know, on for a while with, you know, these divorces and stuff, you can see the, the byproduct of all of this in our society um, in, in every step of the way. And it, no one is immune from it. It doesn't matter no. where you are in the process. No one is immune from it. Yeah, I don't um, care. I don't care like what what anyone's background is, what my background is, what your background is, where where we're coming from, Christian, non-Christian, like it whatever you believe, I mean, the the reality is is our world does it is becoming more and more individualized. And with it you see things like, you know, like uh, you know, there are people who they're prioritizing themselves over others. And, you know, for a while, society really pushed marriage, I think, on Mm -hmm. everyone was like, oh, if you like almost to an extent where you could argue that it was excessive of like, oh, hey, if you're a woman and you're not married by the age of 20, like you're a laughing stock, like you're (laughs) you're an embarrassment to society, you're an embarrassment to your family. It's like, yeah, that's probably too much or that isn't probably too much like that's, that's excessive. But now it's like, we've moved so far in the other direction. It's like, we're, we as a society are telling women, Hey, like, you know what, go out and like, it's, you know, you don't need a man. Like not only do you not need a man, but like, you're probably better on your own, you know, like you don't need someone else to complete you, which is true. You don't need someone else to complete you, but Mm -hmm. we're telling people, Hey, you're better off alone. Men don't want to get in marriages or long-term relationships because they're like, yeah, well, I can sleep with multiple women. Why would I just settle down with one when I can have five girls that I'm entertaining on the side? Like, why would I just not stay like a bachelor live like a bachelor for my whole life? Yeah. I like, I can literally, I can save and make and bank money. I can do my own thing. I can enjoy you know, have enjoy honestly using other people. With right. Is what that because is. that's, that's what that is, is you're not actually, you're not actually wanting to invest in anybody. You're just wanting to use them as objects to satisfy your own personal desires at the end of the day. <sighs> yeah. And, yeah. and like, honestly, yeah. Like, I mean, I could say the same about like pornography addictions. It's like, yeah, like, Honestly, like I'll just stay single so that I can enjoy my addiction peacefully and I'm not quote hurting anyone by doing it, you know, like I'd rather just not get into a marriage or a long-term relationship so that way I won't have to deal with what anybody thinks of me. Or here's an idea, you you do end up getting in a relationship and maybe you force pornography on your spouse and then you're like they just have to like it in order to get me. <laughs> I've right. heard that or whole- yeah, like or, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I've, I've also heard people say you should never have to change for anyone. Oh, my God. And I actually, okay, I, I'm going to push back on that. I'm not saying that you need to, I'm not saying that, oh, you know, we all need to change everything, every single aspect about ourselves. Yeah, don't change your innermost person. being. No, you know? but it's like, 
the notion that everybody's perfect the way that they are and that like everyone has, you know what, I'm just me and I don't care what anyone thinks and I'm just going to do what I want. If I did that, oh man, like I feel bad for whoever would be on the receiving end of my problems. You know, like I actually think in a relationship for me to be ready for that, I would need to change. I would need to sacrifice some aspects about who I am in order to, to be married or not even married. Like for most of the people who are listening, like you're probably not married. And so even if we're viewing it from a lens of a long-term relationship, if I want to get into a long-term relationship, I will have to make sacrifices or change something about myself you know, it, it could be, yeah. hey, I, I need to get more patient. I need to be more gentle, you know, like you, there are always things that we need to work on. Yeah. Or, and I, I know you're going to like when I say this one, Ben, tying it back, of course, to the Dr. Love core principles. I need to communicate more. I need to be more genuine with the person I'm interacting with. You know, I need to be honest with them. And even in that, it's like we can act out of selfishness. And just be like, yeah, you know, I'm just not going to be honest because it would be it would be too hard or in a sense, you'd be defending your own ego or your own pride or, you know, like whatever it may be, you know, and it's right. Like, and it's like to summarize all of this, guys, and, and I know like I don't want yeah. this to sound like a rant or, or some sort of woe is me like, oh, well, society's just going to crap. So I guess we all are going down <laughs> with it. like that's not the idea. But to no. summarize it, it's like we live. We live in a society. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, let's take a step back. You already know. No, but like we live in a society that increasingly is pushing individualism. Increasingly, it's less about others, less about sacrifice, and more about pleasing yourself mm-hmm. um, in multiple aspects. Uh, and also, it, it's de-emphasizing the importance of, of having to take a critical look in the mirror and say, Hey, you know, let's be honest about who I am. Let's be honest about who this other person is. And let's be honest about the steps that we're going to need to take in order to make something work because it is love is a decision at the end of the day. And, um, it, it is, it is one of the greatest things in this life that God's given us to enjoy, but it's also one of the most, um, necessary things to think through because it's that big of a deal. And I think it's important that we not trivialize it. Things like marriage, things like long-term relationships, things like what does intentionality look like in my relationship? So I guess the point we're trying to get at here is, you know, if you're out there and, and you're looking at how, uh, serious relationships around you or marriages around you are faring, I think it's important to look at how things have changed over the last hundred years in our society and kind of the erosion of these structures Mm -hmm. and ask yourself, well, what can I do to really, um, not in a negative way, but what can I do to prevent myself from being another statistic or contributing to the statistic? Because like, like coach crush said, nobody sets out thinking I'm going to fail or this isn't going to last. Right. Yeah. I think, and I think to really play off that it, you know, and, and as kind of sad and as bleak as we're sounding, it's like, we want, we want to emphasize too that like, 
into like even though we may not be able to do anything at a societal level we can control how we individually think about these things we can control how we want to handle our own situation and be mindful of the way things typically go and how we can really navigate that to ensure hopefully the most success for us you know it's really hard because you know you like relationships are just difficult always because you always have to make sure you're on the same page typically you're not with your significant other um but i think this kind of thing i mean even though it's very broad it's so important to be on the same page about and establishing that dialogue so you don't um honestly become that statistic or become you know the thing that you thought you would never be is huge so it it is on you but it's also equally on you to communicate that at the same time like it's not just upholding your end of the bargain and saying hey here's my expectations too right and and i guess we want to challenge everybody and as always this includes ourselves uh but we want to challenge all of our listeners to you know if 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 a long-term relationship or a marriage is something that you ever want uh or even if it's not something you want right now but thinking maybe you'll want in the future you know, even if you're single today, there's steps that you can take to set yourself up for more success in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being aware of these things, making sure that your friends are aware of these things and really like, hey, you know, like, let me try to minimize my talking phase. How about let, let me just set up a meeting with this person in real life. If you're on online dating, app dating, more power to you. You know, we mm-hmm. have nothing, no problem with that. But hey, if you're talking to somebody on there that you're interested in, or even might be interested in, hey, meet them in real life, you know, set something up, um, make sure that you're spending that time face to face getting to know who they are. And and you can afford to be picky. Um, and that's, that's something that that doesn't get talked about very much. But yeah, you can be selective, um, you can definitely have your criteria and, and mm-hmm. go along your way. But um, absolutely. Yeah, don't don't let the tools you have around you um, be an excuse to be passive. You know, you can still, you can use those tools to your advantage and I, we would encourage you to do so. Absolutely. And I mean, we could go on and on and on, but I think we've reached a pretty good stopping point for this episode. And we just mm-hmm. want to say thanks for everyone who, who's listening. Super excited for all of season two. You guys are going to get a lot more coming your way. And as always, it's been fun. We love doing this. So yeah, it's been no an absolute blast. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for listening to the season two premiere of Dr. Love. There's going to be so much more coming. Don't you think we're stopping? We're, we're, we're going full steam ahead. Yep. The train has left the station. So it can't <laughs> and it ain't stop. going back. It ain't going back. <laughs> it ain't going back. This is Doc. This has been Dr. Love uh, with your boy, Dr. Love and coach crush. We'll see you next time.